Welcome to the Pacific Point Church Podcast, where we're learning to love and live like Jesus. During this half hour, we're praying that God will direct, encourage, and speak to you. If you would like to partner with Pacific Point Church and our church plants, you can download the Pacific Point Church app at the App Store or visit us at pacificpointchurch.com give. At that same site, you can also watch and listen to previous sermons, read follow-up blog posts and extended notes, and even connect with Pacific Point Church on social media. We hope you're encouraged by today's message. Well, we're in this, this series on Advent, and, and what we have said and talked about what, and asked the question is, what is Advent? And the Advent was this looking towards Jesus, and then for us today, it is this, this celebration of the nativity of Jesus, and the fact that we get to look forward to his second coming. That's what Advent is and what we've been going through, and we've talked about several things. We've talked about hope, peace, and joy. And what we said is this, that true hope only comes in Christ Jesus. True hope doesn't come in the stuff that you're going to receive on the 25th. It doesn't come in all the presents and all of that. It comes in this, this, this manger with this baby, and his name is Jesus. We said this about peace. Peace, is, uh, peace only happens when we reconcile who we are, sinners, with God through his son Jesus. Then true peace comes forth. True peace only comes when you reconcile that relationship with God the Father. And then last week we talked about joy. And what we said about joy was joy is only as good as the object in which you put it. So if the object of your joy is a new house, a new job, a new husband, a new wife, or whatever it is, you're going to be disappointed. It's only joy, only true joy comes when the object is Jesus Christ. So we, thank you, Mindy. (laughs) You are a joy. Um, and, And that is what we've said during the season. And now we are on this next one, which is week four, which is love. And we've been kind of going through silent night and oh, night divine, that divine night when Christ came. Why don't you join me as we pray before I get going here today. Father, I thank you for this time this morning. I thank you for these men and women. God, oh, that night divine, that divine night some 2,000 years ago. God, when you sent your son Jesus for me, God, that I might have eternal life that I might be in relationship with you. God, we thank you. God, we do. We look towards uh, your coming again someday. And Lord, let us celebrate during this season, God. I pray that you would speak to us this morning. God, we'd walk away with words that Christ would be glorified in this place. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Uh, as you probably know, it's, this is a family service. We had no children's church today, so um, we got babies in here, so it should be fun. You know how much... Uh, <laughs> uh, love, oh, oh night divine. First John 4, 7 through 12 says this. This is how God showed his love among us. He didn't just speak it. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his, his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as atoning sacrifice for our sins. The love went first that way. It came to us out of the heavens. God sent his love to us. 
And, and the, I, I like, seriously, I'm, I like this, this point is so poignant. And as I look to the left, I see Justin with the candy cane on his ear. Just totally, that was kind of funny. You got to leave it there here. This point, that's what I love. I, I was worried about the babies being distracting in here. And I got Justin in the back with a candy cane on his ear. Thank you, Justin. You are the best. <laughs> this love that came down from heaven to each one of us. I want to talk about these really quickly tonight, today. Um, God loved, God gave. Love is action. Christ's love should compel us and the wonder of his love. And, and, and what, I, what I'm asking for us as a church is when you leave this place, just grab something. And when you walk into that dinner, that, that Christmas Eve, that Christmas night, grab one of these things that God places in your heart and just kind of wrestle with it chew on it, and then walk in it during this Christmas season, that would be perfect. What are you doing, big boy? I love these guys. Oh, you got a candy cane. I love it. Hey, hey, lady, could you take care of your children? I love it. Oh, there's Larry. Oh, what do you got? oh thank you so much. Thank you for my ear. I appreciate it. Justin, you've started a trend. Okay. Um, <laughs> God loved, God gave. God loved, God gave. Now, we, we all know this verse, John 3, 16. I saw it on a hat earlier. Oh, okay, I saw it back there with, with Luke. He's got it on his hat. John 3, 16. John 3, 16 is the one that they're going to show at the football game today as the Cowboys beat the heck out of the Eagles, okay? It's the one that's going to stand there and the guy with the crazy hair. Uh, and, and I think the Tennessee is going to have it up there as they beat up on the Saints. But you know that guy, John 3, 16, crazy hair guy. And, and, and it's the one that we all, for God so loved the world, that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life, eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. We've heard it a million times, but the problem with when we hear something or see something is it doesn't necessarily sit in where it needs to sit in our soul. And, and I want to look at it a little different this morning. And I, I want you to do this with me. I want to read this. I want us all to read this. But as I read it, when you see the blank, I want you to put your name in there. See, there's a difference from God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him... There's a big difference from this, this big narrative to, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son so that John, that John would not perish. See, a little different. When you start thinking of the here, everybody, and you just go, it, it just kind of smacks you in the face just a little bit when you put your name. So let's read this together and, and names, obviously, and put your name in that blank when we get there, okay? Ready? One, two, three. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son so that John, who believes in him, shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn John, but to save John through him. You guys didn't say my name. You better not have said my name. Look, during this Christmas season, put your name right in there. Wrestle with that. <laughs> I work alone, okay? Just sit there and look good. Put your name. Put your name. As, as you, if you really will sit and meditate during this Christmas season on this one verse with your name in there, it can't but, but change you. 
Your, your, your heart will change. And, and this, you'll start to feel the, 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 the levity of, of God's love for us. Put your name in this book, the Bible. Put your name in there and watch what God might do. God loved and God gave me life. God loved, God gave Aaron eternal life. God loved, God gave Gina eternal life. God loved, God gave Dak. He gave each one of us eternal life who would believe upon him. Number two, love is action. Love is action. My poor wife, why, why are you laughing? You know where I'm going with this? My poor wife um, it, it lives in a world of, a, of, of too big of a disconnect between what I say and what I do. Okay? I, I, I have no problem, I love you, saying I love you. I have no problem calling her 15 times a day and saying I love you. But the, the gap that, that proves it, that there's an action involved in it, isn't always there. There's this uh, little, I, I'm trying to close the gap. I'm trying to bring the gap together, but sometimes not so good. She, on the other hand, with my children, with me, when she speaks love and there's actions that, that go with it. See, love is only empty words. There, there's this, uh, do you remember the 70s movie? Does anybody know where I'm going with this? That movie with, uh, uh, oh, what's it called? The Love Story. Ryan O'Neill, thank you. Old man in the back. Um, <laughs> do you remember the, the famous scene in, 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 in the movie where it says, love means not having to say I'm sorry. It's the biggest line of you've ever heard. Love means I never have to say I'm sorry. Oh my gosh. That's a crazy, crazy people say, love means I don't have to say, no, no, no. Love means that's what I need to do is repent. And I need to get in the face of, of those that I've offended. Love means that I want to repent. Love means that I want action to come forth from my life so that people see that I actually do love them. Not that I bury it and don't have to say, I'm sorry. It says this in John 1, 3, 16 through 17. This is how we know what love is. We can stop right there. This is how you know what love is. Apply these principles to any aspect of your life in which you say, I love. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. Number one, love is laying down your life. Laid down his life. And we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. If anyone has material possessions and sees a brother or sister in need and has no pity on them, how can love of God be in that person? Dear children, let us not love in word or in speech, but with action and with truth. Love has an action to it. Love is an act. Let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and truth. And the, the picture of what God did for you and me. He loved us so much. Love moved the heart of God the Father, the Heavenly Father, to act on behalf of us. He sends His Son to rescue us in love by a great sacrifice. If God just said, I love you, and did nothing else, what would love be? But he said, I love you, and then he sent his son to die for you and me. As you go into Christmas with the crazies that you're going to be with, let love have an action to it. Let love have some consequences to it, as opposed to just what many of us do in these when we see our cousins or aunts and uncles that we haven't seen in six months or a year, and we just go, oh, I love you, and you give them a big hug, and there's really no difference in their life. Love has action. Number three. Christ's love should compel us. It should compel us. It says this in 2 Corinthians 5, 14 through 21. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, a new creation has come. The old has gone, the new is here. 
All that is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That God was reconciling to the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. And he committed to use the message, message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors. You and I are Christ's ambassadors. As though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you in Christ's behalf. Be reconciled to God. God made him who had no sin be sin for us. So that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Lots of words here. Let me break it down. God's love. Christ's love should compel us. Christ's love should compel us. Therefore, Christ's ambassadors. Who's he speaking to? He's speaking to you and me. He's speaking to the, 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 the Christians that have a relationship with, with God. Therefore, Christ, you're an ambassador of Christ, as, as though Christ were making his appeal through us. Now, wait a second. Let's think about that for a second. You come into this relationship with Jesus, and he grabs a hold of your life, and he changes you, and you're going to step into Christmas, and Uncle Joe or Uncle Steve or whoever it might be that doesn't know Jesus and, and, and is skeptical of this whole Christianity thing, and you step in as an ambassador of Christ, and you got attitude. Let's back up. Not just Christmas. You step into that workplace. You step onto that field as a dad or a coach or a mom. or You step into whatever you step into. And the Bible says very clearly that I am an ambassador of Christ and that I am called to be one who brings reconciliation, ministry of reconciliation. But you know what I'm good at? I'm good at stirring the pot. I'm good at dividing, not reconciling. It's so much harder to reconcile than it is to divide. It's so much easier to sit in the middle and, and divide the whole thing than it is to bring peace. To bring peace into the situation. It's so much harder to be a reconciler. But you know what? If you have a relationship with Jesus Christ, you're an ambassador of Jesus Christ. And when they look at Jesus, wait, let me back that up. When they look at you, you may be the only Jesus that Uncle Bill will ever see and experience. You may be the only Jesus that that person in your office will see, touch, smell, or taste. What does your ambassadorship look like? What might it look like this Christmas? What might they see and taste off your life that makes a difference in theirs? Number four, God's love, the wonder of his love. I love this one because this scripture, and this is New King James, 1 John 3, 1. It says, Behold, it says, Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us, that we should be called children of God. He says, Wait a second, stop. He literally says, says Just wait one minute. What manner of love has God bestowed? He says, Wait, we stop all this stuff that's going on, all the emotions. Just think for a moment of what Jesus did for you. Take one moment and think of what your life was before you knew him and what God has brought your life into. Think about what, what your life, where you're going, and what he has called you to. Behold, what manner of love the Father bestows on us that we should be called children of God. Now, the second part of that is, is crucial. It is crucial, and, and we kind of, many times we kind of ride over that one. It says this, therefore the world does not know us because it does not know him. Wait a second here. 
says that we are ambassadors of Christ. The world does not know us because it did not know him. Now, what's interesting about that, he says, behold, he says, stop and focus for a moment. Something big is coming. That word behold there, if you ever see it in the word, literally means to stop, focus, sit back, think for a second. Behold, something big's coming. What's coming is this gift of Jesus. Wait, 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 wait. Stop. Think for a second. Focus. You're going to walk into a room. You're going to walk into a house. You're going to walk into your job this week. You're going to walk into the Del Taco this week. Taco Bell. I don't know. Choose your taco. Wherever you're going to, you're going to walk in, and you're going to walk in there and behold, you're bringing this gift of Jesus. See, because here's the deal. The gift of Jesus isn't only for us to behold. It's for the world to share. It's for us to share in the world. See, this scripture, therefore the world does not know us because it did not know him. Let me ask you this. If the world knows you, does that mean then that you're not walking with him? Think about that for a second. If the world knows you as the world, would that mean that you're probably not an ambassador of Christ? I didn't say it. I'd have made it a lot easier. I'd say you're all good. The Bible just draws some of these lines. And it says to the power of Christ and the Holy Spirit that lives in you. It says this, the world does not know us because it did not know him. And what we're saying is this, stop and focus. Something big is coming. And what we're saying is let the world behold Christ in you this Christmas. Let the world see Jesus in you this Christmas. Let your circumstances see Jesus in you this Christmas. Not the circumstances. Let your office see Jesus in you this Christmas. Behold Christ in you in whatever you step into this season. And then when we get out of this season, when we step into the new year, and when we get out of the new year, and we step into the spring, and when we get out of the spring, and the summer, and the fall, look, this isn't a one-time Christmas special. Everybody jump in for a moment. This is life of Christ. Can you imagine if we lived Christmas throughout the whole year? Can you imagine if we, you know, we celebrated throughout this, this whole year like we do at Christmas time? What might it be like? Let the world behold Christ in you this Christmas. In two, three days, let the world behold Christ in you. When, when you, you walk out today, when you walk out today, think about how they might behold Christ in you. Practice. Maybe practice when you go to lunch today. Maybe practice on Christmas Eve. But I'm asking you not to practice for Christmas. I'm asking you to practice for life. That the world would behold this. Stop and go, what is different about you? You're a complete wreck. You're a complete mess. You're a complete fill in the blank. And now I see something that I want. And let it be Jesus. Let it be Jesus during this season and beyond this season. Thanks for listening to the Pacific Point Podcast. If you would like to partner with Pacific Point Church and our church plants, you can download the Pacific Point Church app at the App Store or visit us at pacificpointchurch.com give. 
At that same site, you can also watch and listen to previous sermons, read follow-up blog posts and extended notes, and even connect with Pacific Point Church on social media. We hope you are encouraged today.